Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. excited because today I have licensed trauma expert and mental health clinician Aisha T. McDonald. What's up, girlfriend? How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> hey. So Aisha, I know you just did a love intensive inside of our Real Love Network, and I just begged you to come hang out with us on the podcast because there's something beautiful um, about what you were sharing that I feel like the whole world needs to hear. Now, what I find so often, Aisha, is that as professional women, you know, we claim to be very busy, yet we entertain foolishness. And when I say foolishness, I'm talking about the exes, you know, the ex that wants to get back together, the ex that wants to visit you at midnight, the ex that just wants to quote unquote check in, you know, the the, the ex connection. And I'm not talking about those of the women that have kids with someone. I'm just talking about, you know, this is somebody that you dated and the relationship ended and you know, this relationship is not for you yet. We are here entertaining the foolishness. So for me, I feel like this is traumatic and you know, you talk, you are a trauma expert. So I just want you to, to, to help the ladies out. How does this affect them? How, how is this trauma? Go ahead, girlfriend. <laughs> well, I think one of the most important things for me is when it comes to talking about exes, especially when I've worked with like clients in the past who do entertain these exes, who keep them, you know, some connection to them is I always point out the fact that there's a reason this person is your ex. Like we don't have ex jobs and find ourselves going back to that old workplace just because I wanted to emotionally check in and see how you were feeling and doing. No, we left that job. We left that job for a reason. We move apartments, we change apartments and we go to a new place. We don't go back to our old apartments just to, just to see how you're doing. No, we, we leave those things in the past because they are my ex-apartment and my ex-job for a reason. And yet when it comes to ex-partners, here we are just checking in. <laughs> and like, this person you didn't work out for some reason in particular. And it's so important for us to acknowledge and recognize that because so many times these ex-people in our lives keep us emotionally tethered so that they can still gain something from us while not fulfilling us in some sort of way. Girl, you better say it now. That that just that <laughs> I have once I moved out of my apartment, right? So I went to college, left college, and I went to my first apartment. Once I moved out of that apartment and literally moved into my condo, you know, like I've been here forever. I have never driven back down to Kendall. And if y'all don't know where Kendall is, it is over an hour away from where I live. I have never driven back down to Kendall to go knock on the door of my last apartment just to see how it's doing. I feel like that was such a good analogy, Aisha. You should put that in your book, you know? So when we're talking about exes, we are not doing that foolishness for physical spaces. So why would we do that with people? Because they keep us connected to them in ways that makes us feel as if you know what maybe this person won't just be an ex 
maybe I'll be able to get from them what I wanted in the past in the future. Maybe mm. it, 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 they keep you in this like uncertainty, right? Of, oh, well, it didn't work out then, but maybe it will work out soon. How does that uncertainty affect us mentally? Like living in this uncertain limbo place. I can't move on. How am I going to reasonably be able to move on to something that may be healthier for me, more beneficial for me, if I'm still tied to the past? Um, we compare everything somebody new brings into our life because we're like, well, they didn't do this like this person would have done it. So this isn't going to be something I'm going to pursue. It keeps me from really advancing in a way. I know that I'm the type of person where if I have something that I feel is going to give me, suit my needs right now, I'm not going to replace it. <laughs> like, I, I think of my car. My car takes me from point A to point B. It does what it needs to do. I got, just got an oil change. I'm not thinking of a new car. Yes, maybe I'm like, oh, I would love to have that. I would love to be able to drive this type of vehicle. But if what I am doing right now fills the purpose it needs to in my life, I'm not looking to the future unless I absolutely have to. And when it comes to relationship, if this person is giving me that emotional connection, I'm not looking at future relationships in a broader way about what could be more beneficial for me because I'm still thinking, well, this person loves me, this person likes me, but you know what? That is not true for ourselves. This person isn't giving you your full needs and what they're fully capable of. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so then how do I move on? Now that I've realized that I'm in this limbo and it's not serving me, and I've been revisiting this ex and this ex is, is, might be filling a void that I see within myself or it's just convenient, right? Because now I don't have to get to know anybody new because I have this convenience that's helping me feel like I'm getting to know a man. I have this male companionship, so I don't have to, find anybody else like how do I get rid of this I mean I get in these arguments with my sister and my girl groups and the group chats all the time because I'm the type of person where if you're my ex you're my ex for a reason we are good to go let's cut it and move on because I and, and I do I've learned to do that because I know myself I have been emotionally tied to exes in the past for years after the breakup you know in this type of situationship without being a relationship where I was still doing all the girlfriend things and not having a girlfriend title and, I, and in my head I was like well you know I know he loves me he's just not ready right now and not really true no it ain't girl like it is not and I like to tell people, and like I told your love network this morning, and I'm using the example of men um, and a heteronormative type of relationship sense because that's been my personal experience. But my experience with men is that they know exactly what they want in so many other aspects of their lives. They know what they want. They know what type of sneakers they wear. Oh no, I only wear Jordans. Really? You mean nothing else can fit your feet but Jordans? Or is it that your preference is only this? 
but they know, they know what colors, they know what type of shirts. I, I've known guys in my life that refuse to wear polo shirts. No, I don't like the way it feels on me. Really? A shirt? A shirt is a shirt. Like it's just covering your skin. But they're so specific about so many other things. They know what type of haircut, how they want the barber to line them up, how low that they want the shaver to be on their beard, what type of video games to play, what type of cars they would prefer. They are so certain of so many other things in their lives in so many ways. And you're telling me I should sit in this state of uncertainty about whether or not you really want a relationship while giving you all the milk, <laughs> while giving you the whole cow. We got to cut the supply, baby. We got to cut the supply. So how do you, what's a proper way to say goodbye though? Okay, so now that the man knows what he wants, even though he claims he don't know what he wants. And so then I'm entertaining all of this foolishness, right? Because I'm so focused on my business, on my career, on my kids, on everything else that I'm just keeping this guy in my life as a filler, a space filler is what I call them, right? A nice little space filler. They're just here. How do I then intentionally release this person back into the atmosphere and away from me. I, 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 I know it's all or nothing thinking. And I know that not everybody is capable of the all or nothing. So please understand me when I say, I know that this can't apply to everyone and we're not all capable, but for my own mindset and my own frame of work, I had to come to terms with letting go. Like I didn't say after, goodbye. Like you just, that's it. Like I wow. said goodbye. I said, ta ta. I said delete <laughs> number from phone. I unfollowed from social media and especially the unfollowed from social media because I am quick, I'm inquisitive. I want to know what's going on in your life. And so here I am down the rabbit hole looking at you with your new girlfriend and all these things oh he never took me on vacation and you know emotionally traumatizing myself by what ifs what did I do that this person does that why you do this with her but you didn't do it with me and so I had to learn to fully let go and it was hard it it is hard, especially mm -hmm. when there's a friendship involved so I'm not just losing you as a partner. I'm losing my friend. I'm losing my guy. I'm losing the person where, you know, I could call at all times of night and say, hey, what's up? My day went like this. And that person knew and understood me. And that loss was something that I grieved. I grieved because this is the loss of a presence in your life that you were used to. I don't want to have to learn somebody's favorite color all over again and ask these like, first date questions oh my god so what type of movies do you like to watch like that's hard to have to go through all over again when I already felt like I had that in this person but this person wasn't fulfilling my need for a relationship and I'll be absolutely honest it took me a while it took me years <laughs> to finally let go of that last person and the year that I did that and I decided that I wasn't going to entertain the friends with benefits or the situationship or the, I'm just calling to check in and I cut ties. I was the same year that I found my current life partner. And I'll be honest, and I tell my partner all the time that I probably wouldn't have dated you in the past because I wasn't open to who, what you represented. 
because I felt as if I already had somebody who fulfilled it. And so I wasn't willing to be open to possibilities because I was so caught up with maintaining life in this uncertainty and what if. And like, okay, you know, I'm I'm just waiting on him to come to his senses. But the minute that I let go of those uncertainties, it opened me up for a space where I could invite real and true love in. And yeah, I had to learn his favorite colors all over again <laughs> and, and go through all those initial questions. And yeah, it felt like work, but it was worth it in ways that I wouldn't have been fulfilled if I stayed in that state of pretty much limbo that my ex had me in. That limbo of, well, you're not this, but you're not this either. Well, you know, you're important to me, but not important enough for you to introduce me to people and take me places. And it's funny because I was so caught up in believing that he was just in a state of uncertainty and, you know, he just couldn't figure out himself. But the minute that I broke everything off and moved on with my life, he found somebody else. And that girl wasn't taking none of his stuff. And now you married, right? And now you that because that person wasn't willing to put up with what I was putting up with. And they gave ultimatums that I I didn't want to give because I didn't want to be a dag and I didn't want to be pressuring and I didn't want to be that girl. But you ended up with somebody who was that girl. And you got your act together real quick. <laughs> they made demands. That person made them, and it wasn't even made demands in a way that wasn't fair. That mm. person was direct with their wants and needs. Ah. That individual, that ex, was willing to fulfill them in ways. And I remember years later, after we both moved on, we had a conversation, and I was. I, I tried to play so hard at being laid back and not putting any pressure on this person that he didn't think he had to step up and give me any of those things because I was willing to accept the bare minimum. <laughs> wow. Wow. Man, you dropped all types of, you dropped the bomb on us, Aisha. Hey. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> Lego. Oh, oh Lord. I can't do all that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So what I'm hearing is let it go. Say ta-ta to the ex. And if you're in a relationship that you're not necessarily happy in, it's time to say what your needs and wants are. And if that person is not willing to comply or cooperate or compromise, maybe that's not the person for you and be able to say goodbye. Let them go. Talking every day to your ex is not helpful. Uh, engaging in sexual relations with your ex is not helpful. Um, doing anything with your ex is not helpful. If you're seeking to be in a real flourishing relationship with somebody else, with somebody new, I always have a, have a, a conversation with my clients to say, if you, you're really in love with someone new and that you guys are walking towards life partnership, marriage, you know, this is what you really want. How comfortable would it be to introduce your ex to the new person, you know, and what their role is and how often you talk and what you talk about, would your new person really be comfortable with that relationship? And if they would be uncomfortable, I need you to get uncomfortable with that relationship, right? We, we wanna clear the table, right? Um, 
Dr. Robin L. Smith, she has a, um, a uh, exercise that she does. And it's like, okay, you have a table and I want you to put 12 settings around the table. And when you sit down at this table, it's you and your partner, you and your husband, right? And then you look at the closest relationships to you and you put those names on those name plates, on those place settings. And I want you to think about, should those names be there? Should they even have a seat at your table, at your table of love that you are now putting your best fruits, your best food, your best meal on this table? Should these people be there? Should your five exes be sitting there looking at you and your man, girlfriend? Should they be looking at I don't know about that. So instead of the amount of time that you're taking talking to these people, maybe you invest back in your business. Maybe you invest in dating. Maybe you invest in a love coach. Hello. Maybe you invest in something that's going to help you move forward in your love life and in your life overall. Maybe you take a fitness class instead of sitting on the phone with him for an hour. Do something that is going to bring you joy versus more uncertainty in this year. Okay. That's what I'm saying over here. Listen, I believe in reciprocity and what I'm putting into this, I should be getting out. And so many times, especially when we're hung up on exes and tied and connected and emotionally tethered to these people, what we're doing is we're pouring and pouring and pouring, doing all the girlfriend stuff and doing all the partner duties. But I can't claim the title. If I'm working in a job and somebody says, hey, I need you to do this work for this position, but I'm not going to give you the title for it. I'm not going to give you the pay for it. And you're not going to get any acknowledgement. I'm not going to do that job. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm good where I'm at. Like, no way am I going to be working for something without being acknowledged for it or benefiting for it. But when it comes to these relationships, we do all these duties and there's no reciprocity. And that person, oh, they tell me, Uh, Thank you. You know, they just don't make women like you no more. (laughs) Compliments are all good and well, but compliments do not keep me warm at night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Aisha, you just triggered a traumatic event in my life, right? So I had a college boyfriend, right? One of those like, what they call them now? Hoteps, right? So this man was so like evolved. He, he, I met him at an event called dating, mating and hyperventilating, right? So he was that dude that said all the cool stuff in the back of the room, right? And everybody's like, ooh, he's so smart. Wow. You know, an army man came back to school. Ooh, ooh. So we were, we were, we got to be official and he would always have this one female around him, right? This, this one girlfriend. Oh, we're best friends, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, you're best friends. So how come I can never hang out with the two of y'all? How come we not all three of us hanging out together? You know, and I'd ask questions about this best friend. My best friend, my best friend, right? And I remember it was his graduation and I was at his house and she was like helping to serve or something. I'm like, why is this chick here, right? It's like his family, me and her. I'm like, this is just some weird stuff. Long story short, right? They was more than just best friends, right? They were sleeping together. The man done took her virginity, all the things, right? And it really came to a place that that was traumatic for me because in my gut, I knew. In my gut, I knew. And even though I asked the questions and I got answered, I knew those were lies, right? So there's a part of me that that is mad that I stayed in that situation for as long as I did. And I entertained that ex for as long as I did. Because even though I ended up leaving, we still ended up you know, talking on the phone and dragging that sucker out. And that did not serve me 
in any way, that limbo, that place. Oh, but then I met the family, you know, they love me, you know, that whole thing, right? So I hear that a lot with my clients too, but the family loves me. Listen, okay, there's still something between you and the family. It's that man, right? That man right there, he's no good for you. Ow, right? So we still have to, you're not marrying the family. You are, well, essentially you do end up marrying the family, but you'd be marrying the man. So I need you not to skip over the fact that this man is no good for me, no good for you. So we need to get him out. And so that was a huge, um, a huge trauma for me to let go of because I, I love the family so much, right? So much. And to be able to walk away from that was, was tough. It was really tough. It, I had to mourn the loss of what I thought would be a marriage, what I thought would be a future, what I thought would be my child's future child's father, you know, all that stuff. But then when I think about it, the, the, the undercurrent, right? To build a life on top of all of that mistrust, on top of all of those lies, on top of all those cracks in the cement. And a lot of who listens to my podcast are professional single women. And I say, you're at the best place possible because right now you don't have to choose to build on trauma, right? We don't have to choose to build on trauma. We don't have to build a house on cracked cement. Like I am so happy that I married who I married because we built our life together so intentionally. I have not built my relationship on trauma. I am not here questioning where my man is and wondering if he is where he says he is, because if I did that other relationship, my whole marriage would have been that, right? So we have to be very conscious of what are we choosing? If you have a whole bunch of trauma bonding with somebody and they are your ex, why would we choose that trauma to then build on top of a pretend life that you feel like you're just going to forgive and forget? Hallelujah. 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 That because that trauma bonding, and I'm glad that you brought that up, that trauma bonding that we go through in so many of these previous relationships tricks our brain into thinking that we have this immense connection that can be broken. But it's not a positive connection. It's not a healthy connection. It's not a good connection at all. Um, but it keeps us in these in this state of being as if I cannot become unattached to this person because they fulfill and they understand me. They know what I've been through. They've they've gone through it with me. And that's not fair to us because again, I cannot be my fully best human self if I am attached to things that do not serve me and do not benefit me. And so I need us to think about some of our attachments that we have and not just in relationships, but with friendships too. Think about some of these attachments and these, some of these people that we remain connected with out of loyalty and long-term friendship and longevity of knowing this person. And, you know, he was there for me when that's what that's what his purpose was right he helped you through the death of whoever he helped you through the loss of whatever he helped you to that next level thing and he served his purpose reason right. in lifetime mm -hmm. and you're not there anymore not there you anymore. are not there anymore so you do not have to remain connected to the things that you were connected to then you can move on you can have a better life mm -hmm. again they're your ex for a reason there's a purpose why it did not work out. There was something that the universe showed or told you that said, listen, this ain't for you. And here we are going, okay, it's not for me right now, but it may be for me in the future. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. <laughs> Stop that. 
Why? You don't go back to bad jobs. You don't go back to bad restaurants. We don't go back to bad landlords, but we going back to negative exes because of emotional connections for what? Let it go. Let it go. I used to go to this one restaurant. I used to go there all the time. The last time I went there, I waited two hours for my food. By the time they brought the food out after two hours, it was the wrong meal. So they took it back, waited 30 more minutes. When they brought it out again, everything was cold and tasteless. And it didn't matter how many times I went there before. After that three hour, and, I, and my husband was like, why we waited this long to leave? I was like, I don't know. But after that three hour experience in that restaurant, I was like, we're never going back there again. I wasn't thinking about all the times before. I'm thinking that this situation was so absolutely terrible. I don't care what came before then. I don't want a repeat of this. But here we are with people who constantly drag us through the mud, just giving chances after chances. Like maybe next time it'll be better. No, do what serves you and what helps you and what makes your life worth living and sometimes and it's hard I'm not saying it's easy to go in and delete these numbers and unfollow on the Facebook and it's hard when you know the name the full name so even after you unfollow you can still search (laughs) and look or Facebook memories brings up these connections every once in a while it's hard it's not easy it's not a snap of the finger and I'll forget about everything you make me feel but we have to move on to the possibility of our futures by letting go of the traumas of our past. This, this was so good. And, and guys, just for you to practice, how about we start with not watching bad movies, right? Let me tell you, I took my mom to the movies to see a movie called Daddy's Home 2, right? With Mark Wahlberg and somebody else, right? This movie, within the first five minutes, I could tell it was a really bad movie, right? I went on my phone, went to Rotten Tomatoes. It got a 6%. 6%, you know this movie is horrible. But because I spent the money and we were at the fancy movie theater, you know, the one that bring you the drinks and the food and all of that, like I I sat through it with my mom, the whole thing. And I was just like, that was a waste of two and a half hours or however long that movie was right? So from now on, I tell myself, if I see that the movie is bad, my daughter is good at it. She's five. She'll tell you like, mommy, I'm not watching this, right? Within the, these are the best critics ever. Like we need to take from, learn from our kids, right? So here it is right now. Within the first five minutes, if you don't like it, it's time to go. So when you start to practice that just with your movie watching, you can get good in your relationship. You know what? Uh Uh-uh. It's time to go. And listen, when you recognize those red flags, stop fighting yourself with them. <laughs> like, if you see the red flags and they're coming up and you're like, wait a minute, don't question them. Mm-hmm. Run girl. Because what we do is we see the red flags and we put on rose-colored glasses. That's right? it. Can't see the red flags if everything is red. <laughs> no. Because I promise you, half the things, when I worked as a therapist, half of the things that people complained about in their relationships long-term were things that the person had been doing since the first date that wow. they ignored. Wow. Said, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'm overthinking this. Mm-mm. If I tell you I don't like something and you are somebody who respects me and loves me and cares for me, you will make an effort not to do those things over again. But if you ignore my feelings 
to continue to do what you want because it only serves you, that's not somebody I need to be with. Let me tell you, we told you some tactical, practical tips, all right? So let's make sure that we show Aisha some love. Aisha, how can people find you on the gram? What's your handle, girlfriend? It's Aisha Voyage, A-I-S-H-A, and then the word voyage because Aisha means life and it's my life voyage that I'm going through. So, oh. right? So, Beautiful. <laughs> you wonder if I get a song about me, so I'm wonderful for sure. You <laughs> So at Aisha Voyage, you can always reach out to me if you have any questions. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Aisha. Make sure to show Aisha some love. Give her a follow. Send her a message. Her stories are hilarious, always in the stories. Um, and otherwise, please do subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to take the time to leave us that five-star review. Show us some love so that we could keep it going. What's so cool, Aisha? We have reached Malaysia, the Philippines, South Africa, New York. You know, we are Belgium. We, we are worldwide this podcast. So if you're listening in, we always want to know what touched your heart. So make sure to message us. I'm at Inspire Many on Instagram. And in the meantime, in between time, keep loving, keep laughing, keep living. Bye guys. Hey, Wanted Woman, join me on Saturday, February 5th for the Success in Love Summit. If you've ever said to yourself, you know what, I'm confident, I'm daring, I'm bold, but this love stuff isn't working. Or maybe you've said, listen, I don't know if I can really be vulnerable again to someone. I'm afraid of being hurt. Or maybe you've said to yourself, listen, why isn't this love stuff working when everything else is? Listen, my happily professional, busy, single woman, Join me for the summit. We're going to do a deep dive into what could be holding you back, the number one thing holding you back from the love that you desire. And you're also going to get some tactical, practical tips as well as hear insight from a male perspective. All right. So go to successinlovesummit.com, successinlovesummit.com, and you could use the code SHOW for $97 off. You can't tell me I never gave you anything, girlfriend. All right, I'll see you there February 5th and it's virtual. So that's COVID free from your couch. Put on your best lipstick, turn on your camera and let's hang out for the day. See you soon. Bye.